This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi there. Thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 97, 10 Spaces to Declutter for the New Year. So at the time of this recording, we're in between Christmas and New Year's. So I have to admit, this is one of my favorite times of year because I feel like the world is just kind of taking a little bit of a breather. Not everybody is working so hard. There are new new projects starting. It's just sort of like a little bit of a breather. People are on holiday or spending a lot of time at home. And so if you happen to be spending some time at home during this week, I encourage you to kind of go over these 10 spaces and see if there's a little bit of purging or decluttering that you can do in each of them. So some of the spaces are tangible, some are digital, so we'll go over. They're kind of the spaces that I feel like sometimes get overlooked a little bit. Um, Also, (laughs) tis the season for cold and flu, right? And so I am coming on the, off the other end of what I think was probably a bit of the flu. Um, I did get my flu shot this year, but apparently the flu still got me. And um, so I've just talked to friends and family in the medical field, and they just said it's one of those wacky flu seasons. So I still feel like I'm kind of like my ears are a little stuffed, and I feel like I'm in a tunnel or something. So excuse the ickiness in the voice. All right, so let's go over these 10 spaces. Space number one, under the bathroom sink. So the bathroom sink area, the bathrooms in general tend to be sort of catch-alls, right? They tend to be kind of where we shove away items. Generally speaking, under our bathroom sinks, you can find anything from medications to cleaning products, cosmetics, personal hygiene items, you name it. Maybe bath toys if you're a parent with the little one that still takes a tub in your bath. So... This is a space that I feel like doesn't get enough attention when it comes to decluttering and purging. So I'd like you to take a little time, go through those spaces, kind of clear out some stuff. Now, it is not in my expertise, nor is it in my wheelhouse to tell you how long to keep things. Um, You have to use your best judgment if it's a medication or medical items or anything that goes on your skin or your body, again, use best judgment. Seek the uh, opinion of experts like your doctor, your pharmacist, etc. But there is definitely a rule of thumb, I would say, as a professional organizer when it comes to what to keep and what to let go of. If the item is still effective, it smells good, looks good, hasn't changed color, is not rancid in any way, it's probably okay to keep. But again, depends on the item. Now, um, 
if it's more cosmetic or personal hygiene item, like maybe lotions, things like that, hair products, if you look at the bottom of the bottle or the container, you may see like what looks like a little uh, symbol. And the symbol looks like, like an open jar a lot of times or like an open container. And it has usually a number, like 6, 12. That indicates what the manufacturer believes is how long, generally speaking, you should keep the item once it's been opened. So not something everybody knows. I feel like when I share that, a lot of people are like, oh, I've seen that. I've always wondered what that was. So again, if it's like a little jar, a little picture of a little jar that looks like an open lid and it says six, generally speaking, that item is good for about six months after it's been opened. When it comes to this type of stuff, again, best judgment always rules, especially when it comes to our health and safety. But definitely give all of your bathroom spaces a once over when it comes to um purging, organizing. It's great to do it this time of year because we're ending a year. So if something is like 2018, realize that we're going into 2023. And that means that item is five years old. Is it really worth keeping? Maybe you can toss it. Uh, One last note when it comes to these items, I know a lot of times we're hesitant to toss items. Maybe, again, we want to make sure we're properly disposing of items. Again, consult the experts in the field. If you go to your local pharmacy, a lot of times um, their pharmacists are great uh, resources for information for how to properly dispose of items, how long it's safe to keep specific items. Definitely go ask or do a Google search, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um. But also, a lot of times, a lot of donation centers will not accept items like personal care items, even if they're unopened. Um, One great thing to do is take them all out. Let your friends, family, neighbors know, hey, I have a bunch of stuff. I always tell my real estate clients to do this. Invite over friends, neighbors, let them come over, pick whatever they can take or can use and take it away. Um or take it to to the to work, put it in the lunchroom table, let people know like, hey, all of this stuff is unopened, unused. If anyone can use it, it's free to take um, and share the wealth, pay it forward. Let someone else get the use out of it if you can't. Actually, one more thing to say. A lot of my clients, when I would work with them in their homes, they would look at me and they had the same question. Do you have any idea how much I've spent on all of this stuff. And that sometimes is a hesitation. That is not a good enough reason just to hold on to stuff. I know how much you've spent on the stuff because I purchase the same items. I know it's pricey. I know it's expensive. But instead of just holding on to items forever, be conscientious about buying. So have like a one in one out rule. Uh, For instance, if it's a bottle of lotion, maybe you're using one and you have one as backup. So when you open your backup, you know it triggers whatever your grocery list, shopping list to purchase another one. So try to just keep those items at a minimum and be conscientious of when you're shopping or when you're saying yes to free samples and and things like that. Don't take what you don't think that you're going to use. Um, 
be very conscientious when it comes to sometimes I feel like we're an overly wasteful culture. So just my two cents on that. Okay, the next two spaces are in our kitchens. Now, I probably shouldn't have noted this before I started talking about these spaces, but let's talk about a decluttering process. Decluttering is a very, very simple process. You need three tools. You need a garbage bag, you need a damp cloth, and you need a timer. And all you need to do is simply take items from a space and place it in the bag. I Let me correct myself. Sometimes you need two garbage bags, one for trash, one for donations. But you simply go into a space with a specific amount of time. Here's why. If you decide to go in and I'm going to spend this afternoon decluttering and purging my closet and this afternoon doesn't have any specific amount of time, what will often happen is that when we open ourselves up to a mass amount of distractions. So what happens is that we'll come across something, we'll find it, um, and then it takes us away to another part of our house and then we get distracted. And decluttering is generally not fun for a lot of people. So we don't really want to go back to it. But what often happens with decluttering is that we leave piles. We leave piles of stuff. And then those piles of stuff, if not addressed immediately, attract clutter. It's amazing. It's, it's, it becomes clutter. And you can't remember, was this the giveaway pile? Was this the keep pile? So that's why I say use a timer. And I generally advise that you stick to about a 20 minute session at a time. Doesn't mean you can't come back and do another 20 minutes later in the day, but it just gives you enough time to really hyper-focus on decluttering, which is really only purging, removal of items to give away, to take away, to toss, whatever. And you just simply leave the items that are meant to stay, that are keep items. So note to the to you out there as you go through just a couple of trash bags, a timer and a damp cloth simply to wipe down. Again, not a deep clean session, a declutter session, two totally different things. So just a damp cloth to wipe out dust, crumbs, things like that. So let's talk about your kitchen pantry space number two. This is a space just like under that bathroom sink where things tend to accumulate. Um, I know in my family this morning, I went grocery shopping, I went to go put away stuff in my pantry. I generally do a purge um, every time I go grocery shopping of, of my kitchen. And I thought we had a box of crackers. And then I went to lift it and realized my family left the empty box. So we did not have crackers. We just had an empty box where someone took out the inner bag of crackers. So this is a great time to go through, toss any empty boxes, Again, we're looking at expiration dates. Maybe you've done a lot of baking during the holiday season um, and realized like you haven't purchased vanilla since 2017. Now's the time to maybe toss that vanilla and add it to your grocery list to purchase some new uh, vanilla. Um, definitely take once over again, just being aware of like taking some time, wiping out crumbs. Sometimes those syrup and honey and sticky bottles can get a little leaky and seepy, kind of clean up any kind of messes like that. Now, note on the pantry, big soapbox moment. 
I know we've all seen him. We all love to look at the beautiful photos and feeds and Netflix shows and HGTV shows about these amazing pantries. I am here to tell you, I don't want you to live your life inside your pantry. I know I love to look at the beautiful labels that are like red lentils and chickpeas. That Those are great, right? But I also want you to know those pantries are very timely and cost and very expensive to maintain. And I just feel like for most of us, we have limited budget, we have limited time in our day. And so I'd rather spend my time with other things and not be hyper-focused on one area of my life, which would be my pantry. And it is definitely one of those areas that is easy to highlight. Yes, there's beautiful products out there. If you do decide to buy products, I encourage you just to purchase clear ones. I just purchased some for my daughter-in-law this Christmas. The OXO pop containers are fantastic. I have them in my own pantry. She is a super organized um, gal. And so she had asked for some for Christmas and she has a beautiful pantry, but it's a very reasonable pantry too. So clear containers work just fine. If you are, and you don't have to go on and put like, you know, red lentil, chickpea, whatever, just, you generally know what the item is if it's clear. So that is my advice to you. Don't be known for your beautiful pantry. Be known for the time you've spent with loved ones or some other stuff in your life. So don't get lost in that pantry. All right. The next space is also in your kitchen. It's your fridge and freezer. And this is the time of year where we probably have been cooking a lot, receiving food, giving food, eating out. And I know for a fact that our pantry, or excuse me, my fridge and freezer is like at its max. It's like done its job for the holiday season. We, I cooked a ham and roast for Christmas dinner. So I'm actually spending some time because I hate waste. Um, and making some soups. So pretty much anything can go into a soup. If you are on Pinterest, just put like today, I was like ham soup. I found a fabulous ham soup recipe, only needed to run to the store for a couple of ingredients. And as I'm recording the podcast, I actually have some soup cooking on my stove. Um, So try to be aware of the items that we can use before they go bad. It's a great idea to get in a regular habit of purging, especially the fridge. As we all know, things can go bad in there very quickly. But we also, again, want to be aware of of our health and safety when it comes to food. So be very aware of foodborne illnesses. Google, seek the advice of experts, which I am not of one. Um, when it comes to how long you should hold on to stuff. That is not advice I'm going to give you. But I will say, of course, use common sense. If something seems to be going bad, doesn't smell right, don't take the chance. Always err on the side of caution when it comes to that. But also, again, take the opportunity to kind of go through. If you're spending a little extra time at home right now, it might be a really great time to get in there, to stock the freezer with some homemade stuff, um, to make your life a little bit easier when life is a little bit crazier and busier. So have some ready-made meals stocked in your freezer. That's always 
a great thing. But yeah, take the time right now, kind of go through, do once over in those appliances that have worked so hard for us over this season. Okay. The next four items are digital items. Um, digital, our digital life sometimes gets overlooked in organizing, but it's definitely a part of our lives, right? So the first one is, and this would be one, two, three, number four, the fourth space is our computer desktop. So whether you're a PC or Mac person, doesn't really matter. The process is still the same. You simply go on. I want you to whatever, if it's right click or whatever, um, on your desktop to where you bring up a folder. So you create a folder. I want you to just name that folder something very general, work, home, church, um, family member's name, whatever, pet. Keep it very general. This is a very similar system I use to when I teach paperwork organization. Don't get so specific when labeling those main folders. You can always dive in and and recategorize or subcategorize later on. But for this purpose of just kind of clearing out the desktop space, so all those little icons on the desktop of your computer, that's what I'm talking about. And simply go through a process where you just drag, just, you know, open it and then either send it to trash or drag it over and organize it in a folder. Um, I do this. And again, I mean, I have one that says one organized mama. So if I've saved something on my desktop, it slides over there. And again, spend about 20 minutes doing this. Remember to use your timer. You don't want to get lost in this. If it's taking you longer, take a break, take a break, stand up, especially when you're on your computer where there are definitely a lot of distractions. You don't want to be taken to a website. Then next thing you know, you're looking at cat videos and you're on a feed somewhere and watching whatever, you know how it can go. So do it in 20 minute increments and definitely make this something maybe that's a part of your regular routine throughout the week. All right, the next digital thing is coming in at number five and that's emails. Why this makes me crack up, I don't know. But I, this past year, have heard this from two totally separate people that weren't related. And I think it was like two men. One of them was the owner of a business. And they were telling me that um, when it comes to their emails, they get to the end of the month and they just totally delete like their entire inbox. And I'm like, what? That's like, I'm way too OCD to do that. But this is their way of thinking. And there's actually like a, a thought process to this, which makes sense to a bit. But they say, yeah, if I, within the month, have not addressed it or gotten to it, then it's probably, if it's very urgent, it's found its way to me anyway. So either the person contacted me during through another means or they've sent me multiple emails and I've addressed it. Or if I didn't address it, it probably resolved itself so I can delete it. And they start the month fresh, the first of the month, every month with a brand new clean inbox. I'm a little too OCD for that, but let's talk about emails for a bit. I can do the toggle at the top where it toggles all the emails. And then what I will do is I'll do a quick scan and I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable, delete. And I'm talking about my personal email. My work email, totally different thing, especially in real estate. Obviously, things, everything is time sensitive. So I have to check that email multiple times a day. But this is really when it comes to my personal email. 
So I do this process. I probably only get to my personal email about once or twice a month, to be honest. So I usually have several hundred things in there. But one of the ways to really kind of keep your email box cleaned up is to, dare I say, unsubscribe. Most of the emails that we get are from marketing means like companies, businesses that want us to buy something, do business with them. And I wear two hats on this, the consumer hat where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 785 emails from people I could care less about and I never want to buy anything from them. And then I wear the small business owner hat where I'm like, occasionally send out emails. I'm like, please don't unsubscribe for me. Please, please don't. (laughs) Because it is hard when you go into your email management system and you see that you have someone's unsubscribed you. Sometimes it's a punch in the gut. And so um, there is always a person, generally speaking, behind some of those emails. Some of them are big corporations, and I don't think twice about unsubscribing to those. But and let's be honest, we, you know, again, a lot of this takes up time. And if we're just getting an insane amount of emails, that takes up our time. Organization is all about saving you time. So it's okay taking off my small business owner hat, putting on my normal person consumer hat and saying it's okay to unsubscribe to kind of keep that email inbox as tidy as possible. So don't hate me, my marketing friends out there for sharing that little tidbit. And just so you know, I think a lot of people aren't really aware of this, but there are actually laws dictating and governing this. So you might be wondering like, how do I unsubscribe? always scroll to the very bottom of the email. Sometimes it'll even say like view entire message. You sometimes have to click on that. But when you use an email marketing service like MailChimp or Constant Contact or the different ones out there, the, uh, those of us that have those and we market for business to our um, email list, we are required. We cannot send emails out without that unsubscribe button on the bottom. There's something called spam can laws that are designed to protect consumers. I don't know a lot about them. I just know when we market, we have to be very cognizant and aware of this. We're technically not supposed to add anyone to our email marketing list that has not given us expressed permission. So if you visit a website, a lot of times it'll say, get 15% off your first order. If you click and read the fine print, it's essentially saying by giving us your email, you're agreeing to allow us to add you to our email marketing list. And so that's an example of something. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, email marketing is incredibly effective, but we as consumers do have the right to opt out. And I'm grateful that we do. So again, if it's from a company that you really have no interest in doing business from, scroll to the very bottom. They're required to have an unsubscribe button. Now, if they do not comply um, then that does become spam. And that is actually kind of a big deal. So if a company that you know you've unsubscribed from, maybe give them a second chance. If you continue to get the emails, you can report them as spam. But I would say this, don't report somebody as spam if, they're, if, if you haven't actually unsubscribed from them because um, you can get in trouble uh, if too many people do that. So I just say it's easy enough to unsubscribe 
Um, it's usually one or two clicks and that's it. You shouldn't hear from, from that company anymore. Just again, a little tidbit of advice from, uh, when it comes to a lot of something, a lot of people don't know. All right. The next one is, gosh, I forgot to number these three, four, five, and six, number six, space number six. Um, freely admit I'm the absolute opposite of this one. I rarely declutter. In fact, I take the, the, what I just told you about my friends with the emails and it's text messages. In fact, this morning I had a hair appointment. So as I was getting my hair done, um, I went through my phone and I just like cleared out my little text number to bring it back down to zero. I actually have friends and they'll look at my phone and they're like, Janelle, you have 97 text messages. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I now wear this as a source of pride. I am not a big texter. I just am not. There's too many ways for whatever reason, my brain gets overwhelmed. Too many ways to contact people these days. Too many ways. And they feel very impersonal and I don't like it. And I would rather just have a conversation with somebody. So if it's digital, like I tell everyone, never ever take it personal. If I don't respond back to your text messages, I just don't. Again, I do it for business. I have to do it for business. And that's really the only time that I'm prompt about responding to text messages. Friends, family, if you need to get a hold of me, you have my number, call me if it's urgent. Um, otherwise, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Now, Again, why do I wear this as a badge of honor? I feel like, honestly, I'm kind of in the minority where if I'm sitting with you, if I'm spending time with you, I'm not on my phone a lot. We just met up with some friends. We went out of town. My husband and I take a little trip for every December for our anniversary, and we met up with some friends. And granted, these are our friends or small business owners or have very demanding jobs. So they are on their phones a lot. So this isn't a total fault of theirs. But I didn't notice that there were a few times throughout the trip where I was like looking around our the dinner table or as we were sitting having drinks. And I'm like, I'm the only one without a phone in my hand. And it's just, I'd rather just have the conversation with people. And I'm definitely in the minority with that. And I guess I'll go out like that. Like, like my youngest will call me a boomer. I'm Gen X, but whatever. Um, I'd rather have a conversation with somebody than, than a text message. So I do go through once in a while and I just clear out that number and I realize like, Hey, if I, this person really needs to talk to me, they'll reach out to me. If not, then okay, we can just move on. I probably have lost some friendships over text messages. Not going to lie. And, and you know what, that's just something I'm going to have to live with. I don't like texting, but I do like going through and kind of clearing out my text messages once in a while. Okay. The last thing in the digital thing. So this um, is number seven and I have it titled as anything or anyone that likes to drag you down. You need to do a declutter of whatever that is or whoever that is. So let's talk about that for a minute. You know, say you're, you, we just went through the holiday season and you were walking with your family and you're like, you know what? Things feel good right now. I'm feeling good. You know, we're in a good place. Um, and then you happen to glance at your phone 
And maybe you got a notification from like a news app and it's like doom and gloom news headline. The world is going to hell. And it just kind of makes your stomach sink. And you're like, and it and it takes up headspace. And this whole this this one right here is all about the space in our head and how valuable that space is as compared to the other spaces in our life. The space in our home, our workspace. The space in our head is just as vital, just as important. And we have so many people and things competing for that space in our head. Going back to the marketing, that is when when you're a small business owner, when you're running a company, you want to take up space in other people's head. For instance, if someone is thinking of real estate or organization, I want them to think of me, of course, right? I want them to think about like, oh, wait, I know who to contact or I know what podcast to listen to. I want that. You know, I, I want to be top of mind, first of mind, right? But so do a lot of other people. And so we have a lot of competition for this space in our head. And some of the best ways to get that space in our head is through like fear. You know, there's a lot of tactics that marketers use, like fear is very effective. Um, we just went through a political season, like, like, I don't know what that's called, just negative negativity, basically, apparently is very effective. And so whatever people can do to just get your triggers, you know, push your buttons and expose your trigger points and get that into your head and you can't stop thinking about it. That's what they want. So if you find that there is something that's just dragging you down, it's okay to delete it. Don't give them the space in your head. Now, going a little further in this, let's talk about some of the people that take up space in our head. I've talked about this before about one of the, I really don't like social media, but I, again, I have to kind of use it. I have to be a part of it for business. And um, one of the things that I've realized I've had to do is just endure some people. And then I've realized, no, actually I don't have to endure everybody. And I found this out the past couple of years when everybody has an opinion and you know that opinion and they post that on social media. So what I've actually gone through to do is when I just come across somebody and I'm like, man, they're always, they're always saying something and it's just blah and it's I whatever, but I can't unfriend the person. You can go on the friendship and you can like snooze them for 30 days. You can do this thing where you can unfollow them, but you're still keep the friendship. So they have no idea that you're doing this. And I encourage you to actually go through and do this. There is no reason life is way too short to allow people and things to just take up so much space in our head to affect us as much as they do. It's okay to live in a little bit of a bubble, a little bit of a bubble. I'm not saying be completely ignorant to the rest of the world. But we also, I, I find myself telling my kids this. My daughter is very empathetic. Um, she, you know, I, I have to constantly tell her, I'm like, honey, that's that's not your tragedy. This is not your tragedy. You can't get wrapped up into everything that's going on in the world. It, it's just not a healthy way to be. And there's enough tough stuff that happens in life, but not everything 
is your tragedy. You don't, you don't have to get, you don't have to know every detail about it. It's just not a healthy thing to do or a healthy place to be. And sometimes it's okay to kind of do a purge of some of the people in our life too. Sorry, but it has to get done, doesn't it sometimes? Okay, so on to the last three. Number eight is your to-do list. That's a purge area. I want you to purge or declutter in your life. So let's talk about that for a second. What do I mean? So I'm a big believer in like writing down. Like I'm kind of old school when it comes to writing down, like having a, a planner that's paper, a journal. And this is a reason why. It's easy to flip back. I think it's really good to kind of flip back and look at your progress. Sometimes we, we can be really hard on ourselves. Um, for instance, sometimes I'm like, I'll have these moments where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I, I just kind of down in the dumps. And this is actually a process that helps me where I'm like, I will go back and sort of assess. I'm like, wait a second. I set a goal to do this goal accomplished and moving on, sometimes we forget that. And so I think it's really good to kind of keep track and have progress on stuff. But also sometimes our goals are a little lofty. Sometimes we are shooting for the moon, which we should always do. But sometimes some of those things on our to-do list are kind of following us and tracking us for some time, and we're never quite getting to them. So I want you to take a look at your to-do list, if there are items on there that have been on there for a while and you have not made or created the time to do them, you need to probably ask yourself why and reassess why that's on your to-do list. Maybe it's something that you're just putting off for fear or you don't like to do it, but you have to do it. Then I say, go ahead and make it your top priority. Get it done. Now, if it's something that is just maybe it's from other people's expectations of you or you were just in a different place when you wrote that down, then maybe take another look at that and reassess and decide is that how important really is that to you? So I encourage you, again, take a look at your to-do list, clear off some of the stuff. It might be time to say goodbye to some of those things that are just not going to happen and get a fresh start, fresh perspective for the new year. All right, number nine, clothes that don't fit. All right, so maybe you've lost weight and you're hanging on to some of your larger sizes. Maybe you have gained weight and you're hoping to get back into those smaller sizes. I've even seen this with um, sentimental items. Like for instance, as a professional organizer, I saw a lot of mothers who were done having children, but were holding on to maternity clothes. I've seen people hold on to clothing items that um, were from a past relationship or maybe a loved one who has passed away and it just, these things reminded them or Maybe they had a specific job that, you know, they loved and they maybe retired from or had to move on from. So when I'm talking about fitting, I'm not just talking about physically fitting. I'm also talking about fitting in your life. So I want you to take some time, go to your closet and remove stuff that doesn't fit you and your life. Maybe you've, you've temporarily decided to stay home with children 
so you don't need your work wardrobe. Bless some other people with that work wardrobe. Maybe, again, with the maternity wear, it's okay to pass along those items to the next generation that are having babies. Maybe it is the clothing that doesn't fit due to weight gain or weight loss. You can buy more clothes, I promise. Now, sometimes, and I've done this myself, I've allowed myself to keep one item or working with clients. I'm like, let's keep an item, maybe for a sentimental purpose, but let's honor that item. I had a wonderful client that I worked with for years who was just did this so beautifully. She had a couple of items from her parents' house. We started out downsizing her parents' house. So this was, I think I worked with her for about four years. And so before her parents passed away, we helped them with the downsizing to the smaller home and her parents passed away and then kind of passing along those items to the rest of the family members. So it was this like four-year project. And she kept a couple of items from her parents. And one of them that I remember was a um, a, a flight jacket. Her father was a, a military pilot. And so she actually purchased like a bust that, and she had a, a pretty sizable um, closet. And so she had like a dresser and she put the bust on there and then hung her father's flight jacket on there. And that was a wonderful way to honor that item. And something that just kind of sparked her memory, brought her joy, which was wonderful. But also it it should be noted, and I did work with her through a lot of this. We did go through the process of saying when we let something go, we're not letting go of that memory. We're not letting go of that season. We're just letting go of the item. And so sometimes we have to just kind of disconnect that in our heads um, when it comes to items. But if things are not fitting your life, they're not fitting your body, it's okay to let them go. I, I just want you to do a quick purge and let go of what does not fit you or your life at this moment. All right, last one, number 10, and we're talking about kids spaces. So raise your hand if you're like, before this Christmas toy tsunami season comes, I'm going to declutter my kids' playrooms, bedrooms, etc. but you did not get to it. I have my hand raised. All right, so we did a major purge this year. So when we moved across country, but my 11 year old still, he has a tiny bedroom now. Um, Again, our home, we definitely downsized in square footage when we did our big move. So I have to go in that kid's room pretty consistently and uh, remind him to get rid of stuff. Now, this is something. So let's let me talk about this for a second because you may have said, Janelle, I remember you saying before that you can go into your kid's room, do it when they're not home. Yeah, you you can to a certain extent. When I feel like I do say that, I do get a little bit of pushback where people are like, don't do that. I, my mother did that to me growing up. I'm not saying do it in an overbearing manner, but what's even more effective if you can involve your kids and get them in the good habits of learning how to purge and declutter on their own. For instance, hey, if you're putting on a pair of jammies or a pair of underwear, feels a little tight, I can see your belly, it's time 
you've probably outgrown him. It's time to let him go. Like kind of teaching them some of these lessons so that they can say, hey, mom, these jammies don't fit anymore. Can you donate them? It's also a great opportunity to teach our children about donations. Where do donations go? Who are we blessing? Talk about the, your favorite organizations or charities that you do donate to. Um, what I have found is very sweet, especially working with um, clients' children, clients or children of my clients, is that children, once you start talking about the, the donation and how you can bless other people or families, kids get super, super generous. I would say like 99% of kids are like, they want to give away everything. They have the biggest hearts. It's the most precious thing that you have ever seen. And sometimes you're like, okay, hold on. Well, we're not getting rid of everything, but let's get rid of some stuff that can go to, you know, a family in need. And it's a great way just to sort of take this time and teach the lesson as a family. But definitely, I would encourage you to try to teach your children these habits early on. I mean, don't a lot of us wish we were taught these habits ourselves growing up? I mean, how much easier would our lives be? But again, I always tell my kids, I'm like, there are boundaries. You do live in my home. (laughs) I do pay the bills. I provide this space for you. And there are definitely parameters. You can make it your own. I'm not somebody that I don't, my kids' spaces are their spaces. And, um, but also there's parameters, there's rules, there's guidelines, and they have to at least keep the space relatively neat and tidy. Um, And, you know, I want it to be their space. That's something that I definitely remember and appreciate as a kid is being able to put you know, display what was important to me at the different times of my childhood. So I encourage you to do this. Teach your kids, get them into a 20-minute tidy. Teach them the skill of creating a home for every item in their room. So everything has to have a place. Teach them and talk to them about honoring items that are sentimental. They can get super creative. Um, And I'm a big believer in just like small baskets or bins. Um, Plastic bins are easier. Not getting super crazy with the labeling when it comes to kids' spaces. Right now, my 11-year-old has labels on there. I I took the time, helped him label, and half of them are gone. (laughs) And it's only been a few months since we've labeled. So don't get lost in the weeds of, you know, getting too lost into the details and stuff. Like, like I said, your home is one space. It should be your respite. It should be the place where it is your sanctuary from the world. It is a place where you spend time with the most precious and loved people in your life. It should be something that you are proud of, but I don't want you to be defined by how your home looks in your life. You have a lot more other talents and skills about you. So those are the 10 spaces and just a few quick notes. First and foremost, this has been phenomenal. I have had um, you guys respond and it's been so great to the Google form. So I'm going to start putting this in all my podcast notes and all you do is just click on it and give me some feedback on the podcast. Um, I know there are other ways you can do it, but I have just found this way is really working well for me you don't hear back from me. You're not added to my email list. Um, It's just kind of a one-way thing, but I will go through and answer your questions. So I've had, um, I think I already did one episode, listener questions one. I'll continue to do that. And yeah, 
I want to hear what you guys are thinking. What do you want to hear more of? Um, also, I do on my continued quest of finding how I can connect with you guys better as listeners. I actually have um, something someone suggested recently. So stay tuned for just like a little podcast short as I uh, go through that. Um, it's like a Patreon but it's called buy me buy me a coffee or something and i think between patreon and buy me a coffee i'm i'm kind of leaning towards the buy me a coffee so if anybody has any suggestions with that then fill out that google form in the show notes and let me hear from you um other than that i hope everyone is staying safe healthy and happy out there i hope you're getting super excited for 2023 and everything it brings and I am so super appreciative and thank thankful for each and every one of you who take the time to listen, who take the time to share. And again, for those who take the time to give me some feedback. Um, and I'd love to make this short show more about you. So thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.